Hi, I'm Pawi, and you're listening to Rappler Podcasts. This is Hustle Inside the Industry, where we talk to professionals and find out how they got here, why they're doing what they do, and what it takes to do it. This is Pawi. And I'm Tristan. We are part of Rappler's Hustle team. So Tristan, how have you been doing? It's been, what, over a year in lockdown? Has your fitness been deteriorating or improving? Are you like Dragon Ball hyperbolic? time chamber here <laughs> it's basically in stasis everything worked out but i tried to eat healthy so i didn't really gain i didn't bulk up well i think this episode might just be the one for you by now i'm sure most folks have settled into their own home workout routines but you know there's nothing quite like having a trainer or at least a nutrition coach or that more social experience right of going to the gym and one particular app hopes to fill in the gap and that's rebel it is a locally grown health and fitness app, which you can download right now, as Erwan mentioned. And here to talk about both sides of the business, the health and also the tech, we have two of the co-founders, Erwan Hussaf and Gilles Haj. Welcome, everyone. Hi, Erwan. Thank you, guys. Welcome Thanks to the for show. Speaking of um, celebrations and holidays, I heard um, your first year anniversary is coming up. Woo! This year has both passed by really slowly and really quickly all at once. It's a very strange feeling. I'm pretty sure everyone on this call kind of feels the same way. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Before we move forward, can you like give um, the audience who are not that aware out there like a short elevator pitch of what Rebel is? It's the biggest and largest online fitness community in the Philippines. So if you're looking for a place to get nutritional content, health and wellness content, um, anything that helps develop your mind, um, and obviously fitness and physical fitness content. We have everything on our app, but we're also developing communities off app to make sure that um, we have we have a deeper connection with our community. Just try to provide all the tools that people would need to be healthy at home, basically. Turns out there's like a social aspect to it too. Last week, Nico and I did one. We did a yoga session, which I regret until today. Like I'm so sore. Uh, but oh, at man, one point, we that. had 230 people and everyone doing yoga at the same time. Which is Whoa, cool. that's crazy! Wow, Tristan, that's like four Zoom Zoom windows. <laughs> that's yeah, like, yeah. that's kind like of like my Zoom unit window. of measurement. Let's take it all the way back, as we always do on this show, into the origin story of Rebel and uh, its founders here, two of its founders. So for Erwan and Gilles, uh, whomever wants to go first, uh, what are each of your individual backgrounds, expertises um, in this particular niche? And um, how did that eventually culminate into coming together and making this app? The long story short is I'm French, born and raised in Paris, and I landed in the Philippines a bit randomly, to be honest, in 2014 <laughs> uh, to work with Rocket Internet. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with that name, but Rocket is the, the venture builder. It's the mother company that brought in Lazada, Zalora, Food Panda. Mm, and I came in to build a company called Lamudi. Lamudi is your house mm, uh, platform, right? Mm. To find an apartment, a condo if you've used it and anything there. The story about uh, Rebel, I'll keep it for later. Uh, maybe Erwan, you Okay, to yeah. To so Erwan, <laughs> segue. Um, so my background is uh, started off in food, um, a little bit all around the world. And then I, I settled in the Philippines to set up a couple of restaurants here. But while I was doing that in parallel, I started messing around with um, social media, digital media, um, and eventually built um, a production company 
uh, that does videos for digital media. Maybe she and I probably knew each other because we're both, I'm half French, he's full, he's full French, so <laughs> I think that probably is the connection. I can't the remember. A few French people in sure. Manila kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a very small community, so I'm pretty sure a French person introduced us. Um, yeah. And we actually met a few times, I mean, just socially. And then one day, I think he called me or he texted me and he said, hey, let's let's meet up for lunch um, six, seven years back. Yeah, uh, this is like 2014, like I just landed in the Philippines, yeah. Yeah, so we sat down um, and then we just had a conversation. Um, and then G started talking to me about um, an idea he had that could revolutionize the fitness industry in the Philippines. I think in 2014, I was very busy with setting up multiple restaurants and I didn't, I didn't really have the bandwidth for it. Gilles was also very busy with Lamudi, um, but it was always in the back of my mind of Gilles, you know, gym and fitness idea. Um, and then fast forward to three years ago, right? 2019. Yeah. Um, I called him this time and I said, hey, I think, I think the time is now to actually put this plan into motion of what we talked about years ago, like five years ago. Um, so again, we met up, we started discussing um, the idea and we said, all right, let's try it. So Gilles actually moved into our office in Hector One. So at one point, Gilles and I were not oceans apart. We were just a wall apart. <laughs> uh, and Gilles started really working and doing all the research um, and all the market research to get this fitness idea off the ground. Um, and so we wanted to build basically the largest uh, chain of boutique fitness gyms in the Philippines that were all interconnected and really he relied heavily on technology um, in terms of the seamlessness membership, but also the content that you could get basically having a coach in your pocket while using our gym facility. So that was kind of like the big idea. By the end of 2019, we pulled the trigger we had a space, it was a beautiful space in in the CBD of Kati. It was a massive 800 square meter space. Wow. Um, we had just broken ground, I think in February, 2020. Oh no. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And That's then March happened. Dum, dum, dum. I think March for everyone was kind of like blackout. No one really remembers how they react to it. But I know it's a couple of months where everyone was just like, Let's just wait this out and see what happens. And okay. I think everyone thought, hey, by May 2020, we're good. We're going to get this <laughs> under control. <laughs> Joke's on us. Um, and so by May, we're like, okay, it looks like this is going to be pretty long term. So we think gyms are not going to cut it. Luckily enough, we hadn't built the space yet. We had just broken ground. Um, so we decided to put that project on pause. And we we're like, okay, but we were initially talking about um, including technology here. So why not just move 100% of our focus to tech because everyone is going to be at home anyways and everyone's going to be looking for online um, solutions to their fitness and health issues. Um, and so that's how the idea of Rebel as uh, an online community and an online fitness and health app uh, came to be. I want to dig deeper into that, like um, that pivot. Because um, in the show, like inside the industry, we often talk about how businesses pivoted amidst the pandemic. If you want to talk about like how you got to a general consensus about, okay, we're gonna go with tech. It was always a component of Rebel, 
But like, how did you like all get together and say, okay, we're gonna move everything to tech, and how do you almost launch it immediately? Super quick turnaround. You're yeah. basically able to break ground on tech. Mm-hmm. As well. No, to answer your question, I think if we look back at the vision of Rebel, the vision of Rebel was always, uh, I have one keyword for it, accessibility. So when we were looking at even the physical gyms, we were thinking about. That was kind of the trigger for me and the reason why I called Erwan in 2014. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a gym to work out during lunchtime. And every time <laughs> I went to a gym, wow. they told me you need to sign up for 12 months and you need to pay 70, like three, five in pesos, 3,500 per month. And I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to stay in the Philippines at this point. And I was like, oh, I have a gym actually in Paris downstairs, my place for like 1,500 per month. And I was like, why do gyms need to be so expensive in the Philippines? Actually, the first idea for Rebel was to say, can we use technology to lower down the price to entry? And I think the idea nice. with the physical gym was always to make it affordable for people. I won't tell you exactly the price point, but it was something really crazy that we thought of and, and you know, wow. thanks to technology. So what happened is by Feb, March, 2020, we had already started to build an app and the app, you know, had already, you know, a bunch of content. He had a few things uh, on it and it was kind of almost like ready. I think what shifted and what the pandemic really changed was more the order of things. First, so you go to the gym, you use the app, the app is helping you work out there to the opposite, which is, okay, first it's an online community and first it's an app Mm. and then maybe the gyms would follow later. So I think it was kind of a natural transition. The last thing I want to say about, uh, about this is, you know, when something like COVID happens, and obviously I don't want to say that COVID is a good thing. It was terrible for a lot of people in a lot of ways, but it always creates also some kind of opportunity to move things around. And I remember there was this quote by uh, an investor called Michael Moritz, and he said, for technology, we jumped from 2020 to 2025. Right. just a month. Oh my gosh. And I think we yeah. saw that opportunity. And I remember I was reading so much. I was sending stuff to Ewan, which was to say, okay, the time is now for technology in the Philippines. We've seen that in so many different industries, in grocery delivery, Metro Mart, Lazada, Shopee, Gcash, PayMaya. All these businesses grew incredibly. And I think for us, it was about timing and saying, okay, now is the time to go digital. Because you said a while ago that it's going to be a mix of like the physical gym space and the tech space. So was like the app always part of it? Or was it like some, something that you had to adjust as well? We built all of that in-house and we were building that since the beginning. Oh, okay. uh, and that nice. amazing guy called Tony, who's the CTO, who's just a pure genius and, you know, who, who we've worked with on this. Uh, quick, quick one on, on kind of like the, I think... The app was always there. It was just a different app. I think in the beginning, the app was going to have two things. It was going to have the content, also going to be an enabler for the gym. So again, you know, like QR code to enter the gym, we're able to see how many people were in the gym. So you decide if you want to go or if it's too busy or go later. And a lot of stuff, which is about how to use the gym also, how to learn how to use equipment, which we know was a big challenge for people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you look at a, a gym or you look at any business and you kind of try to figure out what are the fixed costs that make it that make the pricing so expensive. And so we really started from there because price point for us was a big, a big thing that we wanted to tackle. Um, and we knew that if we want more Filipinos to get into fitness, then the price point needs to make sense for people. And to ask people to pay three, five or, or 20% of their monthly salary for the gym, it makes absolutely right. no sense. So if you had, if you had an app for a gym, 
what would make sense? So it's things like how do you reduce the amount of staff that's basically in the gym? Um, maybe through the entry code on your app or through the content that you have, you don't need as many people there anymore. Because I, I come from a, a content background. Content was always going to be a very important role, um, not only because it, it drives people and it drives marketing, but also because people find value in content. Um, and I love it when you actually have content that you can actually use in a real life scenario. Mm, uh, yeah. So like we do a lot of recipes, but for workouts, it's the same thing. So I, I really wanted people to be in the Rebel gyms with the Rebel app open, following those programs. And you could really kind of fine tune programs for person, you know, for, for people and everything. So it wasn't necessarily about a pivot. It was more about let's press pause on the physical gym. Let's put all our focus on, on the app first. Jill, I, I like what you mentioned earlier, you know, from that very personal uh, standpoint about like the problem you're trying to solve. It was something that was very immediate to you. Be your own customer. Uh, your specific market, these are highly active people. These are highly physical, social people. So how did um, the Philippines first respond to when you guys came out? Was there a little bit of a struggle there? The feedback was quite crazy, honestly. When we launched, I think we had like 100,000 downloads in just a week. Wow. I think it came from uh, two things, the way I see it. One is obviously people were locked at home and we worked really hard to get the app out as soon as possible because we knew it could help people right now that really needed something like this. And I think the second reason is also, I feel like people had always been looking for something like this. So uh, let's be honest, there's a lot of content online. It's not like, you know, we invented fitness videos. You can go on YouTube, you can find a lot of content there and it's free also. And, and Rebel uh, is almost entirely free. I mean, the, the large majority of content is available for free. But I think what people were really missing is localized content, right? And that's from fitness to food to meditation. So on the fitness side, and I think Erwan will share more about the food side. On the fitness side, it was a lot of American content with people, you know, that have American builds, right? And usually are kind of advanced levels. And always the vision of Rebel was to speak to people, whether they're advanced, but also to beginners, right? And we know that the majority of people, they're working on getting started or during lockdown, they were restarting their fitness mm -hmm. journeys, right? I've always been a fan of localizing content. You know that saying when people say, oh, it's, this is good enough for the international market? Like when someone yeah. says that, it really right. pisses me off. Why is that the benchmark? Um, we can create such great things in the Philippines, not only for the international market, but also for the Filipinos. So I think it, it was kind of about realizing the potential of what we had locally. We have a, a lot of amazing coaches um, who have an international appeal because they all speak uh, perfect English. Um, they're all from various diverse backgrounds. We, there was a lot of studios already in the Philippines, a lot of training backgrounds. Um, and there are so many resources to put out there. So we really wanted to try to combine them all under one house, especially when you talk about health and fitness and when you talk about beginners. It's kind of like we always go back to the scenario where someone walks into the gym alone for the first time. A lot of the time, if they don't know what they're doing, they'll end up going on the treadmill. And what they'll do on the treadmill is they'll walk. And what they'll do on the on the treadmill while walking is watch what everyone else is doing. But a lot of the time, if those people don't have a, they don't have a program, they won't be coming back because it's too intimidating. There's too many machines. There's too many people who look really intense and are sweaty. Um, so we really wanted to make sure that no one had that barrier to entry, right? And so, like, for example, if you, if you ask someone to start eating healthy and then you give them a recipe with chia seeds, flax seeds, rosella, oh all that. Yeah. They'll look at it and they'll be like, oh, I'm good. I'm just going to eat 
my junk food or whatever I was eating before because it's way too complicated. It's too much of a departure, right? Um, so that's why we, from the get-go, very uh, we focused on kind of like the mental aspect of it as well. Um, so giving people the tools to understand why they're doing something and then giving them the resource to actually make it happen for them. And localization was the key to all of that because it's saying, hey, I'm just like you. I want to ask, like, so how are you operating like one year into this um, current scenario? What does it take to coordinate uh, amidst working remotely apart from each other? So to answer that, so Rebel was really built during the pandemic, I think we can say. Uh, there was, of course, the gym preparation before, but the team really came in during COVID. And I think a lot of people were asking this question. were like, oh, I was surprised to see a company hiring like March 2020, April 2020. So we're a remote first company. I think it's something that's quite, it's becoming normal now, but at the time it was quite unique. Remote first, everybody's kind of working from their own setup. And to be honest, it's been amazing for us. I think the the, the recipe to that is is really a very driven team where everybody's motivated, everybody's really passionate about the mission that we have. And I think we're lucky to have that in the team. We're about 25 people now and growing and like a big team in the Philippines, but also a few people in different places of the world, which I think, you know, this has allowed to enable. And it's been really smooth so far. I mean, we have great tools. I think everybody learned how to work with, with Zoom and we use technology ourselves. So yeah, it hasn't been a challenge, I would say. And what about the talent? Like you have the trainers and coaches. I assume, I mean, not to uh, paint it this way, but I feel like a lot of fitness experts and coaches were, were really in dire need of new opportunities, especially when the pandemic hit. Yeah, I think, you know, online, especially it, it gets very noisy. Um, there's lots of people doing a lot of things. And if you kind of go at it on your own, the risk of, of getting lost in the noise is, is actually quite high. So um, we really wanted to give our coaches a platform where they can showcase their skills and their programs. And um, we're just there as the enablers to put them on the platform and to connect them to a wider audience. So earlier we mentioned, uh, you kind of alluded to like uh, the quote unquote international standard and how there's a hyper localized approach here. I'm I'm wondering, especially, you know, Gilles has, uh, a global uh, tech background, right? And you're you're the man with the big idea. When you uh, took this new approach in 2020, I'm just curious. Uh, in the global industry, right? Were there any emerging trends that were similar? Did you did you get any lessons from other countries with fitness industries that were in a similar place as the Philippines? Fitness and fitness tech is one of the hottest sectors right now in tech period. Like every day you read about hundred millions of dollars being invested in the industry. So Peloton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Peloton is now like a $40 billion business. And so we're looking, there's a lot of stuff that was happening. I think at the end of the day, when we were seeing what was happening, it was mainly driven uh, by the US and it was driven by two things. I think one is AI and machine learning. So it's pretty much the idea that algorithms are going to replace kind of, you know, the need for a trainer. It's like mm. technology is going to create your program and you will follow that. And the other trend that we saw was fitness tech enabled devices like the Peloton and you have the tunnel and the mirror. These are all devices. I'm not mm -hmm. saying bad or anything. I think they're, they're good and they serve a purpose, but we're always seeing them as kind of like only solving one part of the problem. 
Peloton and Tonal and Miro are great, but it's $1,500 to buy one and to use at home. So it's not something the majority of the population uh, can afford. Right, right. Uh, the first thing, AI machine learning, great if you're advanced already and you really want to refine your results and stuff. But <laughs> what about yeah. the human touch, right? The yeah. number one reason yeah. you go to the gym is to be with other people that can support you and help you out. We were driven by Rebel, I think, the other way, which is to say, how can we build the human component and the community into Rebel? And the second thing is, how can we make it accessible and affordable? So, yeah, so inspired, but kind of going in the other way of the direction. Yeah, yeah we, well, both on nutrition and fitness, we're also seeing just an explosion of nutrition and fitness um, content on YouTube. Always the question mark with YouTube is who is the person kind of training you? Are they certified? You know, do they have the right kind of experience to train people? Um, so that's why one of the things for us was important is to work with actual fitness professionals when it came to um, the fitness workouts. And then for nutrition, like I said a while ago, you know, everyone was home. At one point, yeah, it was cute. Everyone was kind of like ordering those make at home kits um, and spending money in deliveries. But then the realities of the pandemic set in in terms of, okay, maybe we don't have that much to spend on yeah. deliveries all the time. So we need to start cooking at home. Um, and me from years back when I first created the Fat Kid Inside, it was, it was really about trying to show people that with the local produce that we have, without having to look at imported goods and imported uh, foods, you can actually cook really nutritious meals you just need to understand that they probably won't be the most tastiest or the most entertaining meals, but they'll do the job. We started working on recipes with like four ingredients, three ingredients, really just to showcase that you can do a lot with, with not so much. I actually want to harp like on what you said, like um, in the West, like with Peloton, instead of democratizing fitness, it, it even became a bigger privilege. Yeah. Like the gap between mm -hmm. accessibility and like um, actually making it um, friendly for people that widen because now you have to like invest in the equipment. Um, you have to create home gyms. You have to buy that big mirror for for basically the Star Wars version of a trainer. So it's it's like in the Philippines you had to you had to embrace more the accessibility um, aspect of it. So um, anything that's why right now you mentioned like your community is very is um growing. Like um remind me again how many um how many people are now part of the Rumble community. Close to three hundred thousand people now uh, that have downloaded created wow. their accounts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what's the potential for growth here? Like, how do you imagine like Rebel, the Rebel brand growing even bigger? Three hundred thousand is is good, but there's more than a hundred million people in the Philippines, right? And I think the idea is always enabling as many people as possible to get started and really democratizing that space and. So I think there's still millions of people we can reach. I think there's so much different ways we can do it. There's so much content. There's one thing I want to touch upon uh, quickly here because I think it's quite exciting, something that we're launching. So we're working together with coaches on a new concept. It's going to be, actually, we, we haven't talked about it yet, but it's going to it's an exclusive for Rappler tonight. Yeah, yeah. breaking That's, news called a rebel coach and the idea is really making having a coach a real coach accessible and that's leveraging technology and leveraging the content that we have and everything we worked on so far Amazing. 
And I think the idea for, uh, for this is really connecting you to a real coach that can work with you, keep you accountable, because sometimes it's really the biggest challenge. And I think in fitness, if you think about it, always so many of us, we get started, we stop. We get oh, started, boy. we stop. Yes. We're working hard to solve that problem now. So keep posted for Rebel Coach. We're going to announce a bunch of things on our birthday, which is uh, September 14. The deadline Ooh. is on. So. Um, and we will we'll attempt to have probably one of our biggest live workouts ever uh, and we'll see yeah how else nico and i can make fools out of ourselves um but yeah so we'll try we'll try to get a a, a big live together to try to celebrate um you know one year rebel going back to tristan's question right about growth and we have a lot of tech companies come come to the podcast as you can imagine we always talk about scalability right um you are a tech company and one of the benefits is how agile that can be. So you, you did talk about like a lot of the kind of the organic ways you can grow and like the community can grow. Like what are the different like avenues like you can take this for it to, to really like blow up even bigger? Especially in a tech company, growth is kind of like one of the, the things you constantly talk about. Um, I think in terms of where we are today, as Jill mentioned, we have with the services and the products that we have today, we could already reach so much, so many more people. Um, so right now we're really focusing on on fostering the community that we have and growing it. Um, and then as we go, we keep kind of trying to innovate spaces that, that aren't necessarily consolidating online. That's why we launched Rebel Live. That's why we're launching Rebel Coach. So we're always identifying new services and products that we can put under the Rebel um, family and basically just try to make fitness easier for more people. The way we think about it is, right, the vision, helping people live healthier lives. What can we do to enable this? Whether that's fitness, that's food, that's mental health, via meditation, yeah, yeah, by yeah. having a coach directly, then actual products, right? Can we consolidate a few things, make it easier, more accessible uh, to do? And I think there's tons of work to be done in the Philippines. Obviously, tech companies always talk always talk about expansion and going into other markets and there's there's a lot of things in our mind and i think we rebel eventually is a project we really want to take regional and global but i think yeah one step at a time i mean if we're talking about kind of like what the dream is um you know we've we've gone over this multiple times and it's really to be that one-stop shop for fitness online and you know whatever that entails you just like how you have super apps in china that, that do absolutely okay. everything yeah. Why not have a super app for fitness that can do everything from your personal coaching, but potentially also your healthy groceries or um, or your vitamins Ooh, or your gym yeah. access, wow. you know, like so there's there's so many ways to kind of grow it. Um, but I think we focus first on our core product. And once we've kind of proven our, our uh, proven ourselves, uh, we can then kind of venture on all, all these different um, products. Right. And see where the market takes you. Right. Assuming we get out of this lockdown. Right. And uh, people can go to, they have the option to, to do, to, to be social again. Like, how do you guys fit into that picture? The gyms for us was always a dream. Um, I think yeah. it still is a dream. Um, it's very hard to kind of say anything now, obviously, because we have no idea where we're going to be next year. Um, you know, we might have variants to fill out the alphabet and then we might have to go to a different language alphabet. I think physical gyms are still something we really want to do. And, I, and it kind of worked out in, in a sense, because if we come in, to start developing gyms with a huge online community, it's going to be so congruent and so seamless to get 
those online users if they're in the Philippines to then um, go and use the Rebel Gyms uh, when they're set up. And I think the experience will be really cool um, because people now have all this knowledge, you know, in their pocket yeah. and they can actually put it to good use in the gyms, meet the coaches, meet the community, and you, then you can really foster something special, I think. In general, when we think about the company, we never saw ourselves as a home workout app or a home cooking app. We always saw ourselves as something holistic that you can use at home in the gym. And like, what we want to do is really break down the barriers, right? So, if it's we're talking about physical gyms, how can we make those more accessible to people, more fun, more exciting, better design? So there are so many ideas that we poured into the initial concepts that we can't wait to bring uh, to, to people when, you know, life goes back to kind of more normal. That being said, I really believe now we're also at a shift where digital is always going to be there. So I think the question is not offline versus online, is how can offline be powered by online? And can you think about the concept mm. that is in between? Yeah, hybrid? yeah, and I think that's the gym of the future. Yeah. You can't deny that, like, the connections we build right now online, um, we've kind of countered our programming like mm -hmm. in the past you think the online connections they're not as um quote unquote real as like physical connections but right now i'm pretty sure like um after we've learned to adapt yeah i think um the community will be dying to like meet each other yeah for after, sure everyone's like the, already planning that kind of stuff I know, yeah. I know i am with some of the some of the workshops and programs you know i had the privilege no it's been happening on rebel yeah. we have people that really met via the app and Ooh, started working yeah. out together and they, yeah the first step was doing online workouts together and then meeting in person to do real workouts together wow. when they couldn't i think that's amazing like, right, we're on. not expecting this so but, jill yeah. uh any any rebel couples yet rebel marriages by the way that's scalability dating match app yeah people that work out yeah it's like a workout buddy app there you go swipe, yeah. swipe, swipe. <laughs> awesome i love that i love i love the conversation but we're reaching the end of our interview here um with that any last bits of advice from each of you uh for our filipino health enthusiasts and tech founders alike I don't know if you want to split it up that way. Any last bits of advice? Um, I, one of the reasons why we set this up was really just to, to give everyone an option to do something. Um, and I think especially now and in the next couple of months, it's so important um, to stay physically active. Um, I think you look a couple of years back when you talked fitness and diets, a lot of the times it was for physical transformations or aesthetic purposes. But now people do realize that your physical health not only can protect you from diseases, but also protects your mind and kind of just balances out your hormones and and how you react to things. So being healthy in body and then in mind just equips you better to put up with challenges. And, you know, everyone knows we're not done with the challenges. I mean, there's so much that's going to be happening over the next couple of months or the next year and, and stress is going to be at an all-time high. So um, do yourself a favor and get started. And an app like Rebel removes all those excuses, all those barriers mm -hmm. to entries, anything that would make you say, I can't do this or I am not equipped or I don't have the information. We have programs for people who are beginners. We have programs for people who lift heavy weights in the gym. Uh, we have people with no equipment, we have people with equipment. So we literally tapped every single coach we could think of in the Philippines to make sure that everyone's purpose um, is solved. 
in both food, meditation, and fitness. Wow. Yeah, maybe more on the tech side or startup side, kind of. I, I know there's two things I always remember is one, when you launch something, it's a jump in the unknown, right? And you're always scared and you always feel like, or at least, you know, that was my case, you, that you need more information, more research, talk to more people, wait to get more money and such. But I think once you get started, like it's amazing what you can achieve because every step gets you closer, right? And even if it seems like it's going to be so difficult, you know, one year later, it's like, wow, you have so many users, you've done so many things. And I think it's like this every step of the way. I think, I think the second thing uh, is always uh, in technology, especially you launch something and it has a certain shape. And usually, you know, it's not going to be its final shape already, right? right? Like you're <laughs> going to evolve, you're going yeah. to pivot a bit, change it. And I remember this conversation. It's, I think it's great that we're talking on Kumo also here because I was once in a chat with Roland who, who founded the company. Mm, yeah, shout out to Roland. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Roland because like Kumo initially did not was not built as a live streaming app in the first place, right? But they launched it and they saw, oh, wow, it's incredible how many people are staying on the live streamings and how sticky it is. And it seems to be what people want. And then they made it their main product. Um, so I think that's what I always try to keep an eye on and always my number one advice for any entrepreneurs is listen to what your users are telling you, like what they want, keep it open, challenge yourself and question yourself. Am I doing the right thing or is there maybe something that people want even more? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's it for, for the Fantastic. We're wrapping things up as we always do with our play of the week. So we talked a lot about work and working out. Now let's talk about play. Any fun activities or recommendations for our listeners to unwind from the busyness of business? Um, I've recently <laughs> been trying to learn the ukulele, um, just because I feel like it's a very hipster thing to do. Wow. <laughs> um, but no, because I've, I've I never learned. I like I, I played the drums, uh, so I never learned uh, like a picking instrument. Um, and apparently, the ukulele is really easy. Um, so if you want to feel good about yourself and start playing some music, the ukulele is good. Nice. Jill? No, one thing you said about unwinding, I think one of the biggest drivers in my life is when I found out meditation. Like I was a very stressed student with too much work, no time to think clearly, and I discovered meditation. It's helped my life incredibly, and I still do it every single day, no matter what, I find time. Like it can be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, if you have 30, even better. I know it sounds a bit like, oh, meditation, something complicated, how do I do it? But honestly, as long as you just listen to your breath, take it easy, you know, unwind a bit from the space around you and just focus on yourself, it can change completely the day that you're having. So we actually have amazing meditations on, on the Rebel oh, app. Uh, um, yeah, uh, with Sarah and, and Nick, and they're great and highly encourage everybody. It feels a bit, you know anxious sometimes or stressed out to really take five minutes of their time and go for it. Yeah. That's crazy. So you mean to tell me that there might be some users out there from the hundreds of thousands who are just using it for the meditation, like the like a mindfulness app, right? Correct. Yeah. And we're, we're developing more and more of those things like breath work because um, wow. you realize that the best, like I really believe in focused distractions. Or like focused hobbies the best way to kind of relieve your mind or your stress is to focus fully on something else um for g it's meditation for me it's the ukulele there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. i guess whatever works <laughs> for now for now um tristan what's it for you i'm watching comedies on apple tv plus i caught that lasso 
over the weekend. I benched everything. He's a American football coach who gets sent to the UK, and then he ends up teaching football, which is soccer. So yeah. <laughs> you know they're like a thick out of water comedy. Fantastic. Apple TV Plus, great shows, great recommendations. Um, my play of the week is something you can watch too, or it's just like a, a more general thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take this moment to announce that I'm premiering my latest uh, short film in LA uh, next week at the LA uh, Asia Pacific Film Festival. But with that said, just to um, there are a lot of opportunities uh, or a lot of avenues where people at home can consume and support Filipino short films. Obviously, at Rappler, we have Act One, so check that out. We have a long weekend marathon. Contestant number four. Contestant number four was our was yeah. uh, our latest release. But uh, Cinemalaya is going on, by the way, so people can still watch in Cinemalaya and also Cine Halaga. So lots of films to be celebrated here. Anyway, Rebel, Erwan, mm-hmm. Jill, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming onto the show. And um, how can remind people? How can people keep up with you guys and Rebel? Um, they can find Rebel with us on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, and then if you go on the Google Play Store or on the Apple Store, um, just type out Rebel and you'll get our black and white logo, the big R. Um, and that's it our, is capital, our right? All caps. Yeah. And obviously, uh, follow rapper.com on which are platforms. You can also follow your host here at Powie Fiction, Tristan. At Tristan Zinampan. Wait, if you're looking to kind of change the game, we're always looking for people. So please feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn or directly on IG or whatever. Uh, If you're passionate about health and fitness and like helping people, yeah, Rebel is always hiring. Okay, thanks Rebel for joining us and best of luck on your uh, journey. Thanks to our Rappler production team, community team, creatives team, all the teams really, team effort here. Hustle team. Hustle team, (laughs) basically the two of us. And um, (laughs) thank you out there for watching. If you haven't already, please follow Rappler on all platforms. You can catch us on Kumu by following rappler.com, D-O-T-C-O-M. And you can follow the Hustle Inside the Industry podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you a new episode every Monday so you can start your week with a little motivation.